Hey everybody, superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 379 from March 12th, 1997, a Wednesday night show with guest Kari Wurr. Finally, after no showing on Sunday night, she's now on the show three days later. Kari from MTV's Remote Control is guesting to promote her series Sliders, which is making its way to the Sci-Fi Channel after three seasons on Fox. Kari has a long history uh, guesting on Loveline, predating even the Adam Carolla era. Her first known appearance was in 1992, when the co-host of the time, Hint, uh, decided to play Strip Loveline, which led to some very interesting results. And we do have audio of that, but I don't think it'll ever make it to the feed. Kari would return to the show in 1999 and 2000. However, there may be more lost episodes in this archive. Kari's famous for having some bizarre interactions with Adam Carolla off-air as well, including a later episode where her then-boyfriend Henry Rollins comes in and watches them record, but refuses to get on mic. This is a great episode, and Kari might be able to be added to the list of women who seem to have a crush on Adam Carolla. I guess you'll have to listen and decide yourself. And as per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on Current Day Loveline, one 800 L O V E one nine one. Lizard discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. And if you'd like to check out more of my work, please visit SuperfanGiovanni.com. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a Podcast One.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome Loveline. with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Loveline's meant for an adult audience. Loveline may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, phone number. Yeah, am I potted up? Yeah, I hear you. All right. Phone number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. This is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. And uh, as promised, tonight, uh, the great Kari Wurr has uh, <laughs> flattered us with her presence. She's uh, graced the Loveline studio with her uh, tremendous beauty, her awe-inspiring beauty. She was due to come in Monday, but... Uh, be- Sunday. Was it Sunday. I'm sorry. She was due to come in Sunday. You're one to correct me on the times you're supposed to be here. But uh, because uh, we did not send a uh, legion of Loveline lackeys uh, to extricate her from her uh, posh uh, Beverly Hills apartment and drag her um, inebriated ass out here, she did not make it. But she's here tonight. She's brought booze and goodies. It's actually a very strong lesson because outside I was talking to Dr. Drew about the whole cause of the reason I didn't show up being stress and an overwhelming uh, sense of uh, too much to do. And we were talking about how to fix that. And it's actually a really, tell me out, Dr. Drew. The answer's in the bottle, baby. (laughs) No, it's not. Yes, it is. The answer is in breathing, yoga, and a and a, uh, a philofax and a good therapist. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And if you find one, you went for Adam too. No, see, I'm I'm beyond therapy. I'm beyond yoga. I'm beyond the whole uh, holistic thing. I just uh, do my thing. I get tired, and then I fall asleep when I get. Believe home. me, Adam. I talked to him first off about what drugs would be the easiest way for me to deal with it, and. Uh, Dr. Drew said something about uh, addiction ah. and how these like little housewife drugs like Valium and Xanax lead to addiction, and it's just not worth it. Right. Too much to do, too much to do. You, you're so not therapy, ready. Therapy. Yeah. 
That's an option. Is probably the only option. But you're, yeah, you're 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 not ready to be kept yet. I mean, you know, get a couple of uh, sh- uh, Shih Tzus and uh, stay home. And uh, your biggest, uh, you're, you're really, uh, your biggest concern in life is seeing if you can get the Shih Tzus up into first class with you when you travel. I'm not quite there yet, although I do Soon. aspire to that. <laughs> yes. And uh, speaking of traveling, uh, let's talk about this anaconda. Okay. This is a, a tremendous blockbuster about a big uh, snake that uh, squeezes people. Yeah. And uh, now this has an ice cube in it. Am I right? That's right, ice cube. Who else is uh, in this epic? Jennifer Lopez, who is is coming out as Selena. Ah. Which is going to be, I think, a really good thing for the Tex-Mex public. Is that, uh, sure, (laughs) because, you know, we have a lot of Tex-Mex listeners and we're concerned. Is that going to be a movie of the week? Or is that going to be like a regular movie? <laughs> That's what I asked. She didn't really sell enough no. records to be uh, a full-fledged movie. It doesn't really matter, though. It's a really good story, and I think Jennifer Lopez is going to be really good in it. And uh, who else? And it's a bad sign that you immediately went to someone we haven't heard of. Yeah. All right. And, and John Voight. Oh, okay. Remember him? Well, there's a name. Uh, let me tell you something about John Voight. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw Runaway Train. Did you ever see that oh, movie? Oh, no. I'm way too young for that, Adam. Uh, well, tr- <laughs> listen. I don't know what you're doing. You're, it's you're, one of my favorite movies. Was he uh, Runaway Train is not only an excellent movie, but excellent. John Voight was a, a tour de force in this film and playing a sort of an against type character for him, yeah. just a maniacal guy. Rent that movie. Actually, after The it, Shining. Yeah, Drew hasn't seen The Shining. And, oh, you uh, haven't. Last night wow. was uh, thoroughly humiliating because we had uh, Debbie Mazar in here, and I was talking I to her, her about. Um, Goodfellas, and Drew said, uh, yeah, uh, I saw a little bit of the movie. And I said, uh, which uh, part of Goodfellas did you see? And he said, uh, I saw the basement scene. And I thought, no, I've seen that movie five times, and there's no basement scene. Uh, what, did you see some uh, director's cut or something <laughs> when uh, Coppola went down? I mean, uh, wait, who did that film? Was it Coppola? <laughs> That's what happens when you're on call, Adam. There you and go. You, and That's your beeper goes off three right. times a night. It wasn't Coppola. You go and you help six people. It was Scorsese, but oh, thank who, you. Who, who's counting? Uh, you know, the guineas. <laughs> I get them confused. <laughs> you know what, though? I just have one thing to say, and, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that understands. Frank Sinatra sucks. <laughs> All right. He's going to have you killed. Uh, if the chairman of the board is listening, uh, have your henchman rub out Kari, not me. And I don't want to be caught in any crossfire. You leave early. But John Voight actually played a maniacal character in uh, Runaway Train. Right. And plays a maniacal character in Anaconda, which is quite interesting after Rosewood and uh, right. and Mission Impossible for him to come back doing this evil and, uh, thing. And uh, who played the snake? <laughs> the snake was played by an an animatronic wonder. Yeah, you know, a few more glasses of wine, and you're not going to be able to say animatronic. Animatronic and CRI, which is an amazing uh, computer effect thing that we've got going on now in the '90s. All right, I want to just butt in. It's going to be a really good movie. I know it'll be it'll be huge. I will be first in line. Uh, uh, Engineer Mike. Uh, just uh, keep a monitor on the word uh, animatronic. <laughs> All right. Now, Cara, I'd like you to drink up that uh, anima, bottle of red wine. That uh, <laughs> bottle of red wine. Uh, when is the movie released? April 18th. Go see it with your friends and your family. All right. And, uh, She's not offering you any uh, 
free pass. Free yeah, pass. how about some freebies? Sure. I'll give it the. Re- I'll, I'll give it such a review. I, I don't care freebies. how bad it is. I will you come in here glowing. Count on it. I owe you big time. Where uh, Where did you go to film this movie? We were in Brazil, and we were in um, the Arboretum, which is in Arcadia. So we did both. That's where they filmed all the original Tarzan films. Right. Oh, really? And and the plane, the plane, that whole lagoon. Oh, really? That was there. And actually, we're doing sliders there as we speak. We're doing an episode right now called Slither on sliders. And ironically, it's uh, got a lot of snakes in it. All right. So, uh, Cara, let's talk about you very quickly before uh, I know, we really get to busy. these. There's so to much to talk about, Adam. You do sliders. Uh, a lot of people. Uh, did you get your start on remote control? Um, sort of. I guess so. I've been, you know, I've been working at this for 14 years. Really? Uh, actually, sort of like you, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you bang your head against the wall for a while until somebody decides to change your direction for you. Right. And I'm, I'm glad you've come in and done that. Yeah. Christian! All right. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you what Kari's referring to. Uh, Kari brought a friend in tonight. This friend, uh, who's uh, now coming into the studio, is somebody who I had met about 10 or 12 years ago. Kari, please, sit down. What, is she blind? You don't have to guide her in. <laughs> Kristen, how are you? Now, I saw Kristen uh, because Kari and Kristen came in together, and Kristen is one of these people, the last time I saw her, I was like 21, and she was staying at my apartment, uh, strictly platonic. You don't have to get too detailed. No, oh, no, please, we will. That's Why what not? the show's about. Right. She saw him naked. No, you didn't <laughs> Only see once. me. Really? Pathetic, huh? You saw me naked? When did you see me naked? Where the hell no, was wait I? Wait a minute. Ann, Ann actually grabbed me aside a few <laughs> it minutes ago. It was an ago. accident. And we, we're meeting lots of Adam's friends these days. We met oh. some guy named the Wheeze. Oh, this also. is... Also. the Wheeze. some good friends. No, the, I, Adam, I, I was living with the Wheeze. The Wheeze but, is but done. this guy, you the Wheeze... Adam is funny. Adam, all of Adam's friends right. are funny. Well, Wheeze mentioned Hollywood. something called bre- brewing. But Adam is the funniest one. All right. <laughs> something called brewing. Yes. Who was he talking true, about? True. All right. That would uh, be a brewing contest. All right. Brewing contest. Please. Uh, Who was he talking Let me. I know that Kristen experienced that. Uh, please let me uh, address one accusation at a time, uh, the, Mr. Uh, chairman over there. <laughs> All right. Now, first, uh, Kristen, when uh, when you came in, now here's how here's how I know her. Uh, my uh, the the drug addict friend who uh, was in prison and is now prison. home. Yes, he's now back, uh, and he has one of these uh, beeper things around his ankles. Uh, home, <laughs> home arrest. Yes, you turned him to drugs. I here, all right. boyfriend I had a beeper. Here, <laughs> he wasn't my boyfriend. Oh you know, well, he, he, you guys were going at it like you were boyfriend and girlfriend. But l- let me tell you what happened. This guy. Very good friend. Okay, I'm living. All right, let's turn back the the, the clock to uh, 1985. And uh, I'm living in a one-bedroom apartment in North Hollywood with the Wheeze, <laughs> otherwise known as Don. And Donnie was cool. I loved, I liked Donnie. And uh, Bonus, uh, who is the guy who uh, brought uh, Kristen home. And what happened was is this. Bonus uh, went out drinking one night, uh, got into a fight with some guy. The guy tried to speed away in his Volkswagen. Uh, he threw a rock at the guy's windshield. <laughs> the guy turned around and rammed him. Wow. All right. It broke his forearm. From the insurance money, he got like 18 grand and he immediately quit his job and winged off to Hawaii. While in Hawaii, he met Krista. Wait a minute. Did I say Kristen or Krista? 
Kristen. Kristen. I'm sorry. He met Kristen in Hawaii. I'm so scared for my children. All of a he hung there until his money ran out, and then he came home, and then uh, Kristen came with him. Did you come with him, or you showed up a few days later? Uh, That's how you got to L.A.? Through some guy no! that broke his forearm? Yes. No, she no, was you're, you're, chasing the almighty penis. That uh, right back to even. L.A. That wasn't no, you're, so you're she. Little... So here's what happens. Now there's three of us. There's three of us living in a one-bedroom apartment in North Hollywood, and now uh, Kristen enters the picture. And Chris, uh... I was just visiting. Was it disgusting? I was just visiting. What was you it? You were there for like a month. Was I, I remember just going, oh. Please, we got to get this girl out of here. Guy with a cast on his arm. <laughs> I was getting. There was no, no. sex for me you're or the Wee's. Because Dar came out and stayed for a while. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. She's the me. one I hated. That was uh, your best friend, though. Right. All right, but you but stayed with us. Too. I stayed with you for a very like super brief. Time. Right, and then we pawned you off. To Todd. Wasn't to Dar Snake. the name yes. of the Beastmaster? Okay. All right. Yeah, so Dar uh, was the one you hated, not me. And I think I didn't like you either. But it yeah, was only did. because you're infringing on my space. You didn't see me naked, but did we you? We got along very well. When did you see me naked? Oh. What was I doing? You were like running out of the shower into the bedroom. <laughs> but I don't really remember it <laughs> yeah. that well. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Adam. Oftentimes, she really remember it. Let me I tell don't you. Recall. Oftentimes, when people are traumatized, they block it out. I don't from recall. the memory. Is that is that correct, Ruth? That's, That's right. right. <coughs> All right, Kristen, uh, get the hell out of here. Now. <laughs> I'm not leaving. We've heard enough out of you. I'm not leaving. Look, are you in any movies? No. no. All right, you're out. All right, we're going to the phone. Uh, Linda, twenty-four. Hi, thanks so much for taking my call. I love the show. You guys are really doing a great public service. I really like it. And I wanted to say, Dr. Drew, thanks so much for inspiring me and empowering me this last year that I've been listening to the show. Oh, good. It's really, really great. Good. You've really done so much uh, for my self-esteem and my self-confidence. Fabulous. Pretty much brought me to the point yeah, I this am get, now. This will get me back tomorrow night. Let's see if <laughs> we can... It takes one call like this to get me back to the next night. The money will bring you. No, really. You are, you are um, an amazing man. And what, you too, Adam. What have I done for you? You're cool. You've, you've made me laugh. Right. You've put the uh, male gender into perspective for me. Thank you. But um, I am in an emotionally abusive relationship, and I know all the signs, and I know, you know that I need to get out of it, but... Every time I try to get out of it, I just have, like, this overwhelming panic attack, and I just choose to stay, and I can't seem to move well, on. you've really done a nice job on her, Joy. <laughs> Do you, fantastic. No, he has Do you have not. any insight into why this is happening? I'm sorry? Do you have any insight into why this is happening? Um, no, not really. I really don't. Kari, do you have anything to share with her? Oh, God, do I. Um, first of all, you're not alone. That's okay, I'm sorry, I can't hear you very well. All right, Kristen, get the hell out of here. <laughs> That's okay, she can stay, but I just want, you're not alone. I mean, if you think that, you know, we like see on Oprah and all these talk shows about women that are in abusive relationships should just get out and, you know, how dare you let a man do this to you, but it's just not that simple. Uh, emotionally abusive relationships are a little bit different from physically abusive relationships, whereas, you you know, in a physically abusive relationship, if a man hits you, you, you got a bruise on your face, you know, it, it, it's an obvious sign. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. In an emotionally abusive relationship, you can... Um, you can deny it forever. I mean, you can rationalize it. You can justify it. You can love him through it. You can say, oh, you know, uh, it's unconditional. I, I love him even though he does this. So it's a really difficult place to be at. And, and I sympathize and I understand. So 
you know, smart women, the smartest of women are in positions that you are in. So. And, and it's it's really... Wait a t- minute. The smartest of women are in a emotionally abusive relationship? Some of them, sure. Absolutely. Well, you might... Put where, it, are, where are the stupid broads? Put go? it this way. <laughs> if, if you were... If, if to the extent that our adult relationships tend to be acting out of our childhood problems... Right. Uh, very often people who had emotionally unavailable dads or abusive dads will get in relationships like this and also will deal with this by becoming an overachiever. Mm-hmm. And so an overachieving woman might well be involved in a relationship. Who abused you early yeah. on, Linda? Uh, my brother. Your brother? Yeah. Uh. In what way? Uh, he molested me when I was 12. How about Something must happen before that, too, though. Uh, and actually, I had a perfect, wonderful, happy childhood. Uh, I, I would. Adam and I have a rule. Whenever anybody says they had a perfect childhood, yes, forget it. Or leave it to Beaver. Yeah, when they say leave it to Beaver, that meant leave it to sodomy. Well, not leave it to sodomy, but but just that it is it is to idealize it is a defense against the real problems that you might have had and getting anyway, your needs met. Uh, who, how would you know what a perfect ideal childhood really is? Does does anybody, you know, I mean, nobody you know, has it. Well, but how how can you come from a family where the brother uh, uh molests abuses. you sexually? Because he had brain problems. Oh, really? There was something wrong with his brain. Oh, well, all right. He we may make problems. an exception here. No, 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 no. I, Why not? Because it's not that simple. What, what was the problem? Um, it was never really diagnosed completely. He just had a lot of social dysfunction. Oh, well, that's different. I thought you were talking about a tumor or something, <laughs> putting too much pressure on the uh, sexual uh, part of his brain he or something. He wasn't a normal kid. All right. If well, nothing that's else, not an excuse. The, also, the parents should have been managing that, should have been dealing with that. Where were your folks? They were together. They're, they're, they were there in the house. Did they know about it? Yeah. Went through the whole family counseling thing. and I've, I've done my own counseling. I was in years of therapy, and I've worked on myself, and I've done, I've come so far, and I'm the strongest, most beautiful I've ever been in my life, and but I just still, can't still. seem to just shake this. Yeah. And I, I went to therapy for this yeah. um, this past month, and the, the problem I'm having is the therapist just keeps wanting to talk about my childhood, and I feel like I've already dealt with all of that. I just, but you haven't, because if you had, you wouldn't be in this situation. You wouldn't situation. be living it. I, and you know what it is, too? It's like, you know, you can really love a man, or you can think that this guy's really great, and it's okay to not be with somebody, but love him. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no, 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 I'll, I'll go leave. along with that. It's like I love my parents, right, but I would cannot, never go didn't, camping with them right, in a million years. You can't deny years. your feelings for somebody. That's just a, that's like a, an, but a, but a, a also, go outside my mom's head with a Coleman uh, stove within five it, hours. In, in, a, in a crisis where you have to get out, extricate yourself, that's a good idea. But in terms of resolving the issues around a relationship, you'll keep going back if you don't. All right. Let go and lose. Listen, uh, I, 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 this is turning into uh, Let's Wrap, one right, of these right, shows right, that comes on right, uh, UPN at 4.30 in the morning on Sunday right after Farm Report. <laughs> I swear to God, we're going to get to three calls the entire evening with these two. <laughs> Carrie, 21. Hello, Dr. Drew. Carrie, what's up? Hello, Adam. I'm glad to hear that you're over cold and feeling better. Yes, I'm 100% and a force <laughs> to be reckoned with, uh, uh, emotionally and sexually. All right, well, here's the problem. As Adam says, here's the situation. <laughs> Um, about two years ago, my fiance contracted chlamydia mm-hmm. from an ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. 
Now, he let it go untreated for too long, and he um, now suffers from a condition called urethic stricture. Oh, my. So, he and every morning he gets is he, up. Does he know, if, is his fertility okay? Um, yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Your, your urethral stricture is just a narrowing of the tube down which one urinates. Right, basically. right. Well, much. Uh, let's get a plug in for Anaconda here. This is what the boa constrictor does. Uh, I don't know if it has a urethra, and that constricts as well, but it's the same principle. Right. It's a constriction. That's how they kill their prey, right, It's not guy. by the jaw. <laughs> so, uh, Okay. Well. And uh, every morning when he gets up, he Makes dilates sense. with a catheter. Oh, what a... Tw- oh. oh. And, um... That's a pain. Uh, every so often, he'll God, build up of scar tissue. Uh, how old is he? He's going to be 26. Oh, my God. Is he going to be the rest of his life like this? Yeah. and um, oh. <clears throat> So he gets a build up of scar tissue. I, I, you know what? I'm sorry. Thank you for calling, though, because uh, I hope our listeners get a message. The males particularly are kind of cavalier about chlamydia, non-gonococcal well, arthritis. A, it sounds like a chick disease. Yeah. Well, guess what? This is what guys can get. Yeah. Okay. This is just part of the picture. They get chronic prostate right. problems. Drew, you know we've worked hard to change problems. it. Let's change the name. Let's but, come up with a name right now that is not so gender specific. The chlamydia, to me, it sounds like a woman's part. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. Chlamandia. Uh, uh, umidia. Uh, uni- universal midia or something. But he let it go too long. Is that why that he yeah, has this Yeah, he's very now? negligent. So, so the message is then that you, when you feel that you have a, a venereal disease or you've got something wrong, you should get go it immediately. immediately. Right. And for women, the, right? the, the consequences can be much more serious. They die. Well, listen, you can no, die nothing more idea. serious than having to uh, pee in All a right. Bag. Anyway, Carrie, what can we do for you? Okay, well, he, he after so many trips to the urologist, he, he gets built up of scar tissue yeah. where he can't urinate. Uh, and well, he goes and he gets cleaned out or yeah. he has to wear a catheter. One time he uh, had to wear a catheter for almost six weeks. Oh. And his urologist suggested um, a procedure of implanting a stint, yeah, which would widen widen the the pathway for a while anyway. Yeah, and he was told it would reroute the sperm to the bladder. Yeah, give him retrograde ejaculation, possibly. Okay, well, my question is: is will he be able to have an orgasm? Yeah. During sex. Yes. Yes, but he's, he's, just, gonna, he's liable to knock himself up. <laughs> yes, but it, he, the sperm won't be immediately coming out. Okay. All right, and, uh, wait a minute. Hold on, Drew. What is a stent? Stent is is a is, stent. Stent really just means a bypass tube, a tube that goes across the narrowing. Typically, stents are are sort of uh, like a wire mesh that expand in the. All right. Now I'm going to draw the. I wanted to here. invent one of those for women so that we never had to look for a bathroom. <laughs> There's that's just a catheter. You mean like that? Wow. Yeah, I mean, is that stent, it? A stent would be, I'm, I'm drawing a you've penis. You see these devices that it kind of, they're, they're sort of like this, and they, and they like a porta they, penis. They open up, they, and they, they condense, and they can, they can expand. No, no. What, 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 I work Here's for Upjohn all of a sudden. A what the hell do I know about this? Just stuff. a tube that goes across a narrowing. That's basically where is the narrowing in, in the, the urethra? In, yeah. So it goes down the urethra. Yes. All right. Well, why couldn't you just use my penis? Uh, I mean, my penis uh, drawing at least, and and just put the line through the middle where. All right, he puts a sleeve down the urethra. Sleeve, there you go. Okay. And it, and it opens it up, try to expand it in there. That's a caisson. You should have said right, so. That's a caisson. Now, can it be removed later? Uh, you know what? I imagine... Can children? Uh, you're asking me questions you've got to ask a urologist. I imagine these things are all the case. Why wouldn't the semen still come out of the urethra it must, just because it must it's go, been enlarged? It must go across the, the valve, that, uh, sort of the directional valve but that as, affects all as that. As a woman, your support, is, I mean, it's incredible that you are um, being as supportive as you are. 
really well you know it's really hard on him you know he suffers <clears throat> excuse me he um he has psoriasis mm. he has he has a lot of conditions you know that have been a damper to his self what else what else what else is he had? but he's got you and that's incredible yeah well since i just moved to california very recently and i've known him for four years mm. and um you know ever since i've been here his health has improved a lot what is yeah. the other conditions other than psoriasis um psoriasis and just just the urinary the urethra. All right. I imagine. All right. I imagine that the the stenting probably needs to be revised every so often. I don't know how often, mm-hmm. and I imagine that the stent is out. That the semen flow would be normalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I it's hard for me to imagine that they would be recommending it to so so casually if it was something that would permanently affect his fertility. Well, but they, you should you got to discuss this with the urologist. Then. Right. They suggested it because I mean he was running back to the urologist every three months. Yeah, I bet. Not being That's able to horrible. go to the bathroom. Horrible. So. All right. This is uh, and then obviously the stent uh, the stent cannot be uh, uh, rigid. It has to be sort of collapsible. Yeah. There has to be like a break in it. Uh, an elbow I, well, or I bet. Something. I bet. I bet his. Although we drew it in a certain way, I bet the narrowing is back up towards the prostate, up uh, in the pelvis. So. Yeah. Uh, Kari was thinking that as well. All right. Uh, when we come back, uh, more Kari were uh, no more Kristen, and uh, <laughs> more talk of the uh, giant snake movie. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Loveline will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Ah, I'll tell you, uh, speaking of topics I like besides beer, uh, Tommy John Ware, I love these guys. They dropped off a bunch of stuff, T-shirts especially. Um... I don't know. I can't explain it. Um, they're sort of form-fitting, mm-hmm. and you put them under your shirt. It's an undershirt, but you'll never go back to the other cotton undershirt ever again because right now, I guess it's sort of the equivalent of like saying wearing swim trunks under your pants versus wearing underpants under okay. your pants. There's that different feeling. It fits the way it's supposed to fit. Yes. This is now... It's like wearing two shirts versus the Tommy John, which is like a tight-fitting shirt underneath your shirt. I, I don't know why. All I can tell you is you won't go back. Wow. I, I swear to God, they gave me like four of these things. I sift through my drawer looking for them every time, and I won't, will not go back to just the V-neck T-shirt. Breathable fabric. Uh, it does not shrink. You don't get the bacon neck look. Go to TommyJohn.com. They do uh, underwear. They do the shirts. It's just the best. I, I, I Try it and call me a liar. Frodo likes it and so does Toto. What are the two ferrets' name? <laughs> Poto and Kodo. Poto and Kodo. Yes. They swear. Poto and Toto. <laughs> Enter the promo code Adam and get 20% off your first order. I just told Matt after they gave me the three of these shirts, I just went, I need 10 more of these things. I'm. Uh, I will. You'll never go back to the T-shirt underneath the, the dress shirt again. And same with the underpants. TommyJohnWear.com promo code Adam for twenty percent off. Just the best stuff around. You will never go back. Hey, Steve Austin. Download the Steve Austin Show to hear my guest, TNA wrestler Cowboy James Storm. You got hit with a, a chair, and some bitch had it turned the wrong way. Mm. You know, the seat part that had the lip on it, the lip caught me right there and just split it wide open. Oh. And this old part was hanging down. You see my damn eyeball through it. So, yeah, I'm partially blind in, in, in my left eye right here. Download the Steve Austin Show now at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. 
Well, why couldn't you just use my penis? All right, thank you for that, Engineer Mike. Uh, Kari Wurr is here tonight, uh, star of Anaconda. Uh, this movie uh, premieres April 17th, I believe. Something like that. And uh, it's a tremendous uh, snake. How long is the snake Is it yeah, in, in the movie? Do they, do they document it? About 40 feet long. Really? And you guys are uh, filming a documentary, am I, am I correct? Yes, exactly. And you're part of the crew. We go down to the Amazon to do this uh, documentary on the Shirashama Indians. And uh, we come across these giant snakes that guard this tribe. So it's a gigantic message about, you know, you don't screw with the Amazon. Oh, this, oh yeah. Well, they tried to deliver that message in Congo, and uh, look what happened. Yeah, but this the, is, there, I, there I were just made that up. Garden that, oh, That's I really see. not the message. The message is um, that a rapper, When you a mentioned Latino, Congo, it's not the message anyway. A rapper, a Latino, John Voight, a cute white chick, and a blonde boy, and a couple other people can um, kill a get snake eaten by snakes. Oh, yeah! Uh, don't give away too much. Are you? You're not squeezed by the snake, though. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. And uh, you never have an intimate moment with the snake, or there's there's no contact with the Kinda. snake. Oh, you do? Yes, yeah, sir. Really, the snake's very sexual. Old Garden of Eden and the forbidden fruit and all that. And plus, There's many it's, hidden messages. It's a, a, one of the more phallic-shaped animals, if you think about it. I mean, it's one big penis with a uh, with a tongue. That's why I came on Loveline to promote it. Think about that. Actually, it's, it's going to be really good. The movie. snake is a penis with a tongue at the end of it. All what, right, Adam. <laughs> what more? What more pleasure, <laughs> all right, Dr. Freud? Thank you for figuring that out. <laughs> having a gestalt actually, right in front of us. Actually, you know what, you guys? Don't get condescending. Can I just shut can that I just mic right this? off? On Friday night at 8 o'clock on Sliders, Uh there's an episode called, um, oh, what's it called? I I forget. But (laughs) it's about um, this alien that lays this egg in my stomach, sort of, and grows, and I need to breed with other men in order to um, reproduce. Uh, These more alien? uh... It's called The Breeder, actually, the episode. And I have to, like, seduce men in order to, to... Breed this alien, and it's really cool. How did the alien get you? Uh, just um, you had to watch the episode, and this thing comes out of my mouth, and it's like, it's like a big did, phallus. Right, but, but what it's shape? Cool. What shape was the alien in? Yeah. No, I'm asking you. I mean, did it come down as Lorenzo Lamas, or was it like an alien? Uh, let's not talk about Lorenzo Lamas. No, it was like a. Um, it, 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 How did you have sex with this alien? It kind of landed on my face. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was this oral sex. And then I gag, and then all of a sudden there's this alien in me, and and I have to breed with men in order to reproduce, and it's very sexy. All right. And uh, you don't want to give away too much, but uh, you basically just uh, float around from bar to bar and have sex with strangers? Sliders, Friday night at 8 o'clock. Right. Well, I'll Fox. Be, I'll be watching. It's, uh, <laughs> it's already imitating life, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Kind of. Amanda, 24, you're on Loveline. Hey. Hey. Um... Well, actually, I have two questions. Um, the first one's for Dr. Drew. Yes, ma'am. Um, well, I'm, I'm 24, and I've never had sex. Um, and I'm wondering if I should be going to a gynecologist anyway because of my age? or Yeah, you should. You really After 18, it's a good idea. Although your risks of things like cervical cancer are certainly less if you're not sexually active, okay. it's still not unheard of. It's still a possibility. Right. So, yeah, you should get checked. Why is it uh, you haven't had sex yet? Well, actually, <laughs> that's part of my second question. Um no. Um, well, I'm not really, actually, I'm not really concerned about that part of it, but, um, I've never really dated or anything. Uh, I have, I have, hold on a second. Is it a religious thing? 
Um, no, not really. No? Um, uh oh, there may be some gambling. <sighs> yes. Okay, Amanda, we're going to gamble. Kristen, go get my wallet. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right, uh, Kristen, you can you spot a dollar? All right, All right uh, everyone get a dollar. Oh, for Christ's sake, where's it? All right, uh, who would like to go first? Go ahead, Dr. Drew. Me? Yeah. Uh, you guys go first. <sighs> True. Uh, I'll go. Would you like to go first? Uh, now, Kari, do you yeah. understand that? And uh, Kristen, do you understand that we're gambling on her past? What got her? We listened to the show. To this. All right. I, I didn't know. I heard it before. All right. I didn't want to be presumptuous. Of course. I understand. All right. Where's the dollar then, sweetheart, if you listen to the show so much? Go get my wallet. Go, all right. Go get the wallet. <laughs> it's in my purse. Okay. Hi, Amanda. How are you doing? No, she's on hold. She's on hold. Don't try to pick her brain. Uh, you know, hey, I was just trying to buddy up to the chick. Uh, do not uh, influence the witness. Now, what is your, what is your guess, Kari? She's probably really overweight. Oh, I was going with overweight. I thought it was a God. past thing. So it is past. past. All right, she was overweight. She was overweight. She, was overweight. she is overweight. All right. All right, that that was my angle. Is that really All mean? Right. No, Kari's okay, okay. going with the the chunky. Just o really overweight. All right, uh, Kristen. Well, I was going to say something along the lines of, she was, you know, teased a lot when she was young. She was a lot of a lot of ridicule. Yeah. At a young age. Yeah. Due to some physical attribute or what? Hmm. Something. Something I'm not quite sure if it's okay. physical or other otherwise. All right, we'll All right. Uh, a lot of guys would go with like uh, molested or something somehow, but that could make her into a, a, a nymph. Mm -hmm. So I will. Uh, damn, I was going to go the overweight thing. Um, Zits? Shy? Uh, no. Uh, uh, mentally tortured by her. Uh, that's mine. Be a little more specific. Uh, by the family. Yeah, be a little more specific. Uh. uh like, if you ever do this, you will be ostracized. No, no, because that would make her go out and have more sex. Mm, that's true. I really wanted to go the overweight thing. I'll just go the molestate. Uh, no, all, no, right. all right, I'll go emotional abuse at the hands of the parents. I'll go physical abuse. Physical abuse. Physical abuse. All right, all right. All right. Uh, where, what, what line was she on? One. One. Okay, let's go. Amanda. Hey. All right. Um, well, it's nothing with my parents or anything. Um, yeah. Actually, I was um, abused by a neighbor. Um, when I was really young. Sexually uh, abused? Yeah. All right. See, I tried to do that, and then Drew talked me out of it. God but, damn it. Um, but I, the thing is, it wasn't like I wasn't raped or anything like that. It was, um, in a way, I kind of feel like <laughs> I kind of feel like I make a big deal out of nothing with it. Um, um, what was it? It was, it was, it was, it wasn't, well, it wasn't rape, but it was sort of being, it was being molested. Um, what was it? Um, <laughs> I can't. I can't really remember it all for sure. Um, basically, it was just like I think you had inappropriate touching kind okay. of thing. Okay. How How old were you? Um, seven. Okay. But th this has happened to half of America who have gone on to date, right. And have sex. So yeah. is there uh, the police? Is there anything else? Uh, how much do you weigh? Um, about one forty. Mm. You're a f uh, four foot two. <laughs> no. How tall are you? What, what, um, what, 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 what was your family life like, though, Amanda, at the age of seven, that this was able to happen to you? I mean, were your parents not very involved, Did not you very have available? any self-esteem? Did you feel like you were an attractive girl? Did you have any friends? Were you popular? No, I wasn't, I wasn't popular. I was, uh, um, 
but but what happened at what seven? What was home like? Like yeah, because because kids that kids that just well, did home like life. I think I said not always, but kids that are sexually abused or, or abused outside of the home often are looking for some kind of fulfillment where they're not getting it at home, and that's why they're good victims for these um, people that well, do I this. I guess I was sort of like a latchkey kid, you know. Aha! Right. Uh-huh. Emotional go. abuse. That was, I don't think that's emotional abuse. Well, no, you yes, it is. Yes, it no, is. yes, it is. Amanda. I got four dollars here that says that's emotional abuse. Look, any any empathic failure, any anything that the parents fail to provide emotionally on behalf Perhaps of the child. Perhaps not needs, intentionally, no. but they, needless look, to say, we're not saying they're necessarily bad people, right. but they were just not talented. Right. Neglect is a form of passive abuse. It right. can be a very serious form of abuse, and it also suggests that they they are not aware of what your emotional needs are. If they can do that to you, they're really not tuned in to what a child's needs really and if you're genuinely also, are. And if also you're not, like, latching on to friends or people outside of your family or, you know, I mean, I've known a lot of people that aren't necessarily completely attractive that are popular because they overcompensate in their personalities, people that are really popular because they're really attractive that have no personalities. Right, and there's that's a million, me. There's, <laughs> right, Adam, that is you. But, um, you know... It, you can you can be whatever you want to be as a kid, and sometimes we don't recognize that that our family is actually creating us. Amanda, <laughs> were, were you ever struck as a child? Um, well, like spanked, you know. Uh huh. Drew's trying to work the uh, physical abuse. Uh, Drew thinks uh, just every kid that got a little spanking has uh, been physically abused. I would what, argue. Did they use something when they spanked you? Uh, like a wooden spoon. Okay. That's, that's a spoon. That is physical uh, it's abuse. It's not a ladle. That is How physical. big was that spoon? That's, that's physical abuse. Yes. Uh, how, Absolutely. How, how often did you get the spoon? Um, not very often, I wouldn't say. No, right. What's not very often? Drew, I got What's not very often? That's physical abuse. <laughs> what, what? I remember like maybe three or four times. No, that's, not, that's nothing. Okay. Did they uh, ever strike you with anything else? No. All right. Drew will do anything for four bucks. Did, uh, oh. did they, uh, but they left you alone. Your parents worked. Yeah. And uh, left you alone to sort of... Where uh, are you from, Amanda? ...wither. Um, well, I grew up uh, in, in the Midwest. In Kansas. Midwest. Kansas? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know... You know. Well, I mean, hey, it sounds like a good home life for Kansas oh, from right. the stories. All right. Uh, Amanda, uh-huh. we got to go to break. So let me say this. Uh, first off, I'm going to take the money for the emotional abuse. Secondly, uh, everybody goes through uh, a, a lot of strife in their childhood. Most people these days. I, I had, you know, my parents were unavailable when I was a kid. It was tough. And what I did is I got involved. I played Pop Warner football and Little League baseball. And I slept over to other friends' houses. But, you know, but just... Adam, second of all, it's there's nothing to be ashamed of to be a virgin at 24 either. No, there is absolutely not. I'd kill myself, but the fact that I'd never like date. date or anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. She right. just hasn't met the right guy. No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, say the guys. But as women, well, maybe you just haven't met the right girl, guy. I had a friend who didn't sleep with anybody until she was like twenty-four. She, she's not saying she hasn't slept with anybody. She has not dated ever. Listen, uh, Amanda. Okay. You're fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Okay. Just uh, get out there and participate in life. Everyone is scared. Everybody looks in the mirror and sees something they don't like half the time. Everybody's insecure, and they just push ahead. Right. 
That's all. You're an adult now. You're 24. You had some stuff happen to you when you're a kid. Nothing you can't get over. Cosmopolitan no- always helps, too. Nothing more. Uh, yeah, you'll learn uh. to hate men even more. <laughs> Yikes. And, uh, and with a push-up bra. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's what I love about this concept. The, the cover, the chick's wearing a push-up bra and a loincloth. Air- and then the articles are uh, how to get ahead in business, uh, how, to, how, to, how to treat your man. How, I, I did an interview with Cosmopolitan. How to be emancipated. Wait, wait, we'll talk about it after the break. <laughs> all right. Amanda, you're fine. Thanks, Amanda. Go forward and take some chances in life. Meanwhile, as the faceless evil closes in on the hapless sleeping populace across town in a shanty one-bedroom, an old woman feeds her parakeet. Come on, Chirpy, have some cheese. You love cheese. Since when are you afraid of cheese? Loveline will be right back. Hey, I want to take a minute to bring up Amazon, who has been a great supporter of Loveline, our podcast, and uh, which used to be behind a paywall, and now we have sponsors, and the way we were able to remove that paywall was with those sponsors and now with Amazon click-throughs. Amazon gives Loveline a small commission each and every time you buy something with our affiliate program, provide you click-through on the Amazon banner on our website. Buy exactly what your loved ones want and have it shipped directly to your home. No hassle, no stress, no lines. Just go to Podcast One, go to the Loveline landing page, click the Amazon banner, or go to lovelineshow.com and click on the Amazon banner there. Everything you purchase from that link will help keep the wind in the sail of this production and this podcast. Both Loveline and Mike and Drew and everything at Podcast One needs a taste to stay afloat. Keep the podcast free. If you bookmark the page, you'll be able to skip the stages and support the podcast by buying what you are already planning on purchasing. So go ahead and bookmark the page right through that banner. But right now, back to the show. All right. Um, uh, back with uh, Kari Wurr uh, from um, Anaconda. The 17th of April. Uh, buy those tickets now. Yeah. Let's play it safe. And You've seen the buses. You've seen the billboards. I have seen the billboards. If you can't breathe, you can't scream. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How long did they rack their brain coming up with that? Hey, this is, this, this is the stuff. I'm sure... Uh, John Voigt must just, uh, he just must uh, shrink an inch every time he drives by one of those big snake uh, billboards. Hey, he's not doing so bad, all right? Oh, I know. Hey, the guy's a great actor and uh, has had uh, many a great film under his belt. Just ask John Voigt about the Hopi Indians. You will be set. Why? Why is that? He's just into the Hopi Indians. John How interesting. Voigt is very... Uh, He's a very spiritual man. Once huh. you make enough money and you run out of stuff to do, you pick up, uh, you know, nomadic tribes and you start uh, getting involved with them. The Hopis weren't nomadic, though, Adam. All right, but the the, the point is, is uh, you you, st- you know you have an Indian come up and accept the awards at the, the Academy Awards. Uh, you, you know, you you go to India and you sit around with the Maharishi and uh, play the sitar. There's certain things that once you get enough money, you just start spinning out. That's right. You're That's absolute. all. It, now it's what Scientology. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Oh, what do you say? Let's all go for a sweat and then give half of our paycheck to uh, well, this L. Ron is, Hubbard. All right, I'm a Scientologist <laughs> and I take great offense to that remark. But here's the situation: you you work three or four months out of the year, you make a bunch of money. Now you got eight months to go uh, travel the world, uh, living in huts and following tribes. 
personally, I take pride in avoiding paying taxes. What about you, Adam? Yes. <laughs> no. No, Adam takes pride in complaining about paying taxes. <laughs> oh, for Christ. I, he, he, Adam, Adam was a very liberal Democrat till he had to start paying taxes, and then he became a fascist. Thank you. Woo, high five, brother. Yes, yes. You get raped by Uncle Sam each week, uh, don't you? I'm raped by Uncle Sam. I am uh, not only raped, I am sodomized, and there's no, uh, there's, no, there's no rose on the pillow when he leaves either. It's just uh, he doesn't even wipe his feet. I'm All right. Um, anything we're missing here? Yes, yeah, sliders and anaconda. AJ, 18, you're on Loveline. Hey, how's it going, Dr. Drew? Carrie, I love you in a real control. Thank you. Oh, kid. Um, <clears throat> kid. Well, I've got kind of a kind of a problem. Actually. Hey, AJ. Yeah. You don't say hi to me. I. Yeah, no, I almost forgot your name. Right. How's it going? What's going, AJ? What's up? Um. Well, I recently, actually, a couple of days ago, I came into late work. Uh, came into late to work and uh, subsequently got fired. Mm. And uh, and it's in relation to my problem. Uh, I tend to go on binges when I get my paychecks or when I got my paychecks. Um, Alcohol, cocaine. Uh, cocaine, um, pot, you name it, you know, and, uh, hmm. you know, like over the past three months, I've earned over $1,300, and right now I've got about 17 some odd dollars in my uh, wallet to show for it. And, and uh, do you smoke pot every day, or is it just when you're doing the binges of cocaine? It's just when I'm doing the binges. And do you drink alcohol every day otherwise? Um, no. Is there alcoholism in your family anywhere? Um, on my dad's side and my okay. mom's side, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, well... Difficult and problem. I mean, the binge, the binge addict, the binge alcoholic, is a difficult thing to treat because you kind of contain it a lot of the time. Yeah. You know, it's not as though it's a really rapidly progressive process where your consequences are obvious and things get quickly out of hand. In between your binges, you're kind of managing things. And well, sort of. I mean, I'm, I'm right now. I'm thinking about hawking anything I can, not to necessarily go on a binge, but just to, just, just to keep going. How right. old are you, AJ? Eighteen. I mean, the fundamental question always becomes, how much do you have to lose before you're going to do something about this process? You live at home? Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, if you don't get involved in some kind of recovery, this is going to keep going. And cocaine is a profoundly addictive drug. And if you don't keep going with cocaine, you'll switch over to alcohol. You use something that activates the reward systems of the brain because you have that genetic predisposition. And then you'll be 35, and you'll look back on your life, and you go, Jesus, I spent $287,000 on blow, uh, three divorces. <laughs> but I wait, have, wait, I wait. You know I what I appreciate? I appreciate that this young man at 18 is, coming, is saying I have a problem with this as opposed to 30. Where, yeah. I mean, I hang around a lot of losers. Uh, that right. aren't necessarily addictive personalities, but don't know what it means to put money away or save, or, or, or don't know the value of a paycheck. And so I think that to 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 be aware of this now is greatly an an asset to your to your benefit. And and wouldn't uh, and uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And and not only that, but. Uh, I the people I hung out with who, who binge <laughs> at eighteen were not even uh, coming close to entertaining the idea of quitting or that it right. was even close to a problem. Right. I mean, it was. It took another ten years before, and a couple of arrests before any of them right. even uh, had the notion of quitting. So, AJ, you're on the right track. You you want to do it? Golf clap for AJ. Well, I, well, I wouldn't golf clap. I mean, but what what worries me is that you know at one point in time, you know, just a couple of years ago. You know, I was putting money away, and you know, just spending it on other. All right. But, yeah, but you've got you've got a you've got a disorder right now. A disease is underway, and it's called addiction. And you've got go to co- uh, CA, go to Cocaine Anonymous, get a sponsor, start going to meetings, 
Start making connections with recovering peers and learn how to deal with this disease you have. And learn how to smoke and drink coffee and, and as hope, well. <laughs> and hopefully this thing will not progress further. Because or even just it, without, talk to your parents about it no, first. No, 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 no. Please. Go to CA. Uh, go right. to CA. If, if that isn't sufficient, if you keep relapsing in spite of that, then go to a program. All right. Uh, Patrick, 14. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Hi, Patrick. Hi. Uh, yeah, I'm 14, and I haven't had a girlfriend yet, and all my friends have, and it kind of ticks me off because I've always wanted to have one, and I don't know what to do. I'll be your girlfriend. Oh. <laughs> I love Let me tell I you, his, uh, <laughs> he would crack his glasses, and his uh, uh, his braces would peel <laughs> off his teeth like, uh, like a metal oh. after a bomb drop. Did I you? just remember that Oh, that could time. you imagine, though? Could you imagine <laughs> young Patrick, like, uh, sitting on the foot of the bed, uh, wearing nothing but a pair of black socks <laughs> uh, around his ankles? No, I just and remember Kari Pink comes Floyd's into the, the room. wall. <laughs> Oh, you, you would know, destroy him. <laughs> oh, I would pay anything for that. Actually, I'd, I'd pay to see Kari having sex with anybody. A little more if it was myself. Patrick, do your parents know you're listening to this broadcast? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I don't think my parents know what live on is. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, all right, Very Drew, good. when did you, uh, we'll, we'll uh, go around the room. Uh, Kristen. When did you have your first? Actually, it's not fair to ask girls because girls seem to have boyfriends. Like, oh, I was nine or ten. I mean, no. I never had a girlfriend I until I was boys. like nineteen I or something. Even, I thought boys were icky until I was fifteen. Right, and I, I really, I never had a girlfriend in high school or anything. I mean, uh, I had a couple of dates well, here and duh. there. Well, <laughs> I did. I had a boyfriend when I was in fourth grade. His name was Chris Denninger. And then I cut my hair really, really short, and then he dumped me because I cut my hair. Yeah, he's kicking himself today. <laughs> Patrick, boys are really doofuses. But when you're 14, you're becoming a man. And there's lots of questions. And, right. it's, o- and it's okay to be a boy that like does things in private that you don't want to tell your mom about and stuff like that. It's okay to do all that stuff. He's talking about masturbating. Shh. Huh? Matt, are you masturbating yet? Yeah. Okay. It's, all that stuff is okay, and it's okay to like all, for all your friends to have boy girlfriends and stuff like that. All that's okay. All you have to do is feel good about you and do your work and your right. schoolwork. How can you feel good about him when he's uh, when everyone else is hooked up and he's not getting any? Because it doesn't mean anything when everybody. Some I mean, people bloom a little later than that. Absolutely. And that's okay. That's There's right. nothing wrong with that. Is it not, did you notice that people that bloom later tended to sort that's, of sustain things and yeah. develop more? Always have a better They're life. Usually the cooler people, too. All the really? uh, later on in life, but yeah. all the, all the cool and hip ones uh, that were in high school or junior high are total losers That's now. Right. And the uh, the sort of nebbish types uh, are the ones who are you know hey, running, wait, running Patrick, their own business. Patrick, right. do you yeah. draw or play an instrument or do anything like that? Yeah, I play cello and piano. Oh, you do? Oh, right. that's great. Well, see, artistic which, people usually prob- probably now keep on with that masturbation. Probably right. that's a burden to him now, but in five years that'll be a that'll wonderful be asset. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Maybe fifteen. You keep doing what you're doing because you sound like a real nice guy. Yeah, Patrick, th- there's no timetable here. None. You're fine. Okay. Don't you understand? Fine. Don't quit the cello. No, yeah. don't. I, I took the cello when I was in fourth grade and fifth grade, and I, I was starting to get good, and then lugging that thing around became a hassle, and I finally stopped, and I wish I hadn't stopped. It's a very erotic instrument. Then lugging that, that piano around, I'm telling you, that was even worse. They, uh, it's right. <laughs> you ever see how a woman sits when she's playing the cello? All right, drum? don't even listen to Adam, Patrick. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about, though? You cannot play the cello with your your yeah. <laughs> oh this damn cold with your legs crossed. In a couple of years, crossed. he'll have girls all over the place. Patrick, we're on your side. We're here for you, man. All right, 
you uh, never ever need any uh, weekend action, uh, Kari's always around. Oh, can you imagine? Imagine no, I the love look them. on his you face. You know what? Right? I love them young, but because at this stage I'm thinking about like having kids. Could you imagine? Well, hey, he can uh, uh, he could do you up, and then uh, you know <laughs> he'd only be a couple years older. Than I don't kid. mean like that. I just mean like kids. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't right. equate sex with uh, no 14 year olds. Right. No, I think of having babies and raising them. Right. All right. We'll work on that during the break. All right. <laughs> John, the voices are trying to John. throw me off while they're. I'm trying to concentrate on this. Okay, you're safe. Thank you. Loveline will be right back. number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. She is Kari Wurr, and we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. All right. All right, please. Everyone settled down. Uh, Sega phone. Kari Wars here. Uh, she's discussing Anaconda as well as uh, Sliders. Uh, eight thirty this Friday. Eight o'clock. I swear to God, you said eight thirty. I know, but yeah. is it eight? It's eight o'clock. Let's Friday call it eight fifteen. No, let's say seven forty-five. We don't want you to miss the previews. All right, but whatever's in front. Of, what, what station is Slayers on? Eleven. It's on Fox. Fox. Channel All right. Eleven in this but part they'll of the be country. tuned out by the time eight o'clock comes around with the last fifteen minutes of uh, Homeboys in Outer Space. So. We are the lead into Millennium, and we are doing quite well. And it's uh, no coincidence. All right, that in, I'm on the show as in, the ratings are going. In, in, <laughs> it isn't. All right, Just checking and uh, this. Uh, all right, settle down. Uh, you'd take your top off in a second, wouldn't you? <sighs> Depends on how much you're offering me. No, uh, I don't do that anymore. I, I've told the Daily News it's over. <laughs> All right. Uh, have another glass of wine, though, please. Just to, you stop Just that. so it's not out of the question. <laughs> All right. And she's impregnated by an alien uh, this week. That's right. And uh, she stills. Uh, oh, yes. The alien has oral sex with her and somehow impregnates her that way. And uh, then she must uh, satisfy many a suitor in order to, um, uh, so this alien can uh, spawn or, or something. You know what's really amazing is I've always been sort of a, a sexual role model to the demographic that I hit. Right. And, and I'm on this 8 o'clock show. You know, you think you're going to hit, you know, this certain audience that, that can't really handle uh, R-rated stuff, and here I am, an alien breeding with the... Uh, it's very strange. But it's okay. I, t I take pride in that, and that's why I'm here. Well, what is so your role can... on the sliders? I play this... I am now the new chick. I am giving them the uh, the female sexuality that they that they need, and here I am. I'm a strong woman, though. Yes. It's good. It's all good. Yes. You're a very passionate woman. Yes, I am, and there's nothing wrong with and that. And I've said this, uh, I think, I believe I said it last night, but I'll say it now in front of you uh -huh. um, so I can flatter you. Okay. Uh, or <laughs> or, or um, repulse you, depending on how you take it. Oh, uh, you are my kind of woman, uh, sexually. 
think uh, physically why why? Uh, because I don't go for those big uh, blonde types you know the Pamela Anderson type yeah, yeah. Th- that's great and everything but way too much maintenance uh, too much oh. trouble I you know it's like uh, you, you go to the library and then someone rapes her while you're <laughs> way, thumbing through the periodicals and <laughs> here's the thing about Kari Kari is very hot I mean incredibly good-looking but it's not a high-maintenance type of good-looking. It's a, a approachable type of good-looking. You could bring Kari home to your folks. As long as she didn't talk, uh, everything would be fine. <laughs> Wait a second. I happen to have something else, something to say, but you got to look at my nails. See, like, I don't do the manicure right, thing. This is what I'm talking about. I don't about, do the, the facial talking. thing. But I might, I might have something to say. You're just afraid that I might have something more to say than you. No. And I'm... that's okay. Hey, that's okay. So what you're saying is you need a blonde that's really a brunette. Right, right, whose uh, tongue was cut out at, uh, <laughs> through some ritual at birth. No, I'm saying if you brought Pamela Anderson home, your dad would go, all right, I see what son's up to. You know, he's chasing strippers. This is great. I'm going to have... Uh, My dad always liked Lonnie Anderson when I was growing up. <laughs> Maybe that's why I do the kinds of movies He's all class. Yeah, I mean, your friends laugh at you. You know, your friend, People don't take you that seriously. They they really don't. But here's the thing about Kari. You could have your uh, cake and eat it, too, with Kari. She is incredibly hot. I'm sure she would satisfy even the most demanding sexual appetite. Yet, you would not be ridiculed when you're seen with her. She's, uh, she's outgoing, she's uh, spontaneous, she's witty, and she's uh, also uh, sexy and charming. All right, don't Thanks, say Adam. anything. Uh, Appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> Here's your doll. If you'd like to say anything Here's about me, uh, now would be the time to do it. Actually, uh, Christian, would you like to say something about Adam? Yeah, you did see me <laughs> naked that one time. I just don't see you with the Pamela Anderson type. Okay. Okay. Well, what is this with that? I, I can't squeeze a compliment out of anybody. Drew's uh, no, lips are zipped I will. over no, there. No, Producer Adam, you're Ann gives me nothing but Saurus and uh, the guests. Especially uh, where you were totally funny. You were, you were especially funny tonight when you incited a revolution in the uh, Grenadian countryside. Oh, no. no. Yeah, we got to tell this story. We'll and and, and I'm, I'm sorry. We're, 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 we'll talk about uh, it's a TV, uh, it's a Loveline TV story, so we'll, we'll make it incredibly brief. But here's what happened. Tonight, before we came here, this is why I had makeup on, we had to go to the Loveline uh, studio and do a little, like, kind of remote cross-promotion thing with uh, Road Rules, the uh, fabulous MTV show where they take a lot of uh, uh, drug addict teenagers and they pack them into Winnebago and they uh, send it down the highway somewhere and uh, they follow a map. And they did a remote thing. And here's what here's here was the situation. As you know, in uh, Road Rules... The kids never know where they're going next. And this time, they surprised them by putting them in a radio station in Grenada. And, uh, the Grena- national radio station. The national radio station wow. in Grenada. And uh, Grenada is, uh, is it an island? Mm-hmm. Is it in the Caribbean? Mm-hmm. And it's the one we took over, one we invaded in like 80 or 81 because there were some students at a college, medical college or something that were being held hostage. But the point is... There was a a dictatorship overthrow. Okay. (laughs) We don't want to digress too much. The point is this. They had us do a remote, and we were one of the callers. And this is the man representing the United States of America. Uh, yeah. Adam Carolla. Adam, do you know where Grenada is? Here, just, just, you're not even supposed oh, to be on wow. the show, Kristen. Please, quiet down. 
So here's the situation. Uh, they punch up the phone line. They're doing a Love Line-esque call-in show on the National uh, Grenadian uh, Radio. They punch a thing in, and we come on. Hey, it's Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew from Love Line. Ah, oh, the kids are all surprised. And uh, we're going to take some calls. So these Grenadian people call in. And uh, they start getting offended at some of the things I guess Drew was saying. Yeah, sure. Mm. And they start calling in, and they start saying, you know, uh, Hello, I, uh, yeah, I, I can't do a Jamaican accent, but uh, we did not like what you're t- talking about. We find it offensive. Now, I'm sitting in a studio in L.A., so I start yelling, but they think I'm at the studio in Grenada. So I start saying, hey, big man. You want to make something of it? Oh, no. You come on down here. I will, uh, as an American, I will whip ten Grenadians with uh, with one hand tied behind my back. Come on down. I'll put oh, a no. burning tire around all of you. I'll uh, I'll kick everyone's ass in Grenada. And mean, now the kids that are in Grenada on uh, road rules are they're crapping. Getting, there's no First Amendment here. They're, cr- they're, they're crapping bricks because I'm getting an angry mob that's heading over oh, no. to the studio. Yes, everyone, come on down. I'll, I'll whoop every grenade in here. J- drunk. In the morning, I would whoop a grenade in. American, oh, kick it. we'll come back and kick your ass again like we did in 80. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, there's a little scuffle, and then they just hung up. So I have a feeling your check is going to bounce this <laughs> way. I have uh, no idea. I hope everyone's all right over there. MTV is very good about that stuff, though. They, they tend to uh, I, take no disciplinary action on their uh, talent. All right, good. Oh, Jessica, 14, you're on Loveline. Hi, guys. Hey. Um, well, I have, like, a love-hate relationship with you guys' show because, like, I think, Adam, you're really funny. But I know, and just some of the stuff on here, like some of your jokes about like black people and everything, I take it personal, you know. What? But first things first. Hang, hang on, wait, wait, Jessica, because I, you're hearing something that what? that is not being said. So what, what is the well, exact? Give me an example. Well, hold on, I have another question first. Well, okay. please give me an example to your racist accusation. Well, you know, I don't really think I don't think that you're really a racist. I don't think that at all. But just the jokes, I don't think they're funny, and I don't think that you should make jokes about those things because, I mean, I take it very personal. I mean, I, I've been called a nigger and everything. Uh, people say, oh, you know, it's, it's all over with. It's in the past, but it's not. And, you know, even though you're joking about it, I take it very personal. What? And, what? But uh, cite me an example, please. I know well, it's on. Yesterday, okay, so a girl called up, or a day before yesterday, or something like that, and she called us and says, I don't think you're racist. And you make a joke saying, like, oh, I don't, um, I'm not racist. I don't hate anybody except for the blacks, the Jews, the Arabs, and, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, I know you think it's, like, cute or something, but I really take... Hey, Jessica, I, I, got, something, I got something to say. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> oh, you're going to have a you're, long and troubled life, Jessica. No, with listen, that listen, you're, you're a young woman. You're the future of this country. Uh, by the way you sound, you're intelligent. And you, you have you have uh, a, a lot of um, chutzpah. Yeah, exactly. You have a lot of chutzpah, which is a, a Yiddish term for for spunk. But I hate the Jews, so I'm not going <laughs> to no, quote them anymore. Don't listen to him. But but listen to this, okay? You're going to be faced daily with uh, the differences in cultures, race, class, every single day. All right. And there's a lot of tension between these races, classes, yeah, I'm glad and cultures. That you, like say that there is, because I know a lot of people right. don't even want to admit it. They just say, "Oh, that that was from you know." But you, but but you're a smart girl, and you know it exists. You also know that a way to alleviate tension 
is through humor. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, you know, li- wait a second, let me finish, okay? You know that we're, we're all put here on the earth for the same reason. Nobody is better than anybody else. The only wait thing... A Listen, right. just, just, you know, you got to ignore the jokes. Obviously, there are some people that are more insecure than others. But you're a, you're a smart woman. The only way to make this better with people that you think are, are, are jokesters and are upsetting you is to buy, is to, is to like, by bringing yourself above it and, and rising above it and ignoring it and living your life in the healthiest, strongest way possible. You're going to come across it every day. I'm a, I happen to be a white girl, but it, it doesn't, it really doesn't mean that I don't come across it every day. Well, you deal- know what? No, I, I mean, that's a really good, you know, you have to ignore it sometimes because you come across it so much that, you know, you, you got to do something about it sometimes. I mean, you know, it's all happened to me pretty much or my parents. Sure. My dad. My dad's been denied jobs and all this stuff. and But, you know, sometimes you just can't ignore it. Because if we've been ignoring it all this time, it would still be no, back to what years Honey, ago. I don't mean ignoring it, all right? I mean dealing with it in a person like Rising uh, above it. Rising above it. All right, oh, my dad, listen to it. me. <laughs> my dad, okay, lost his job yesterday. Mm-hmm. All right? Very, very... Uh, White ho- guy? Yeah, my dad's a white okay. male. He lost his job because he's 58 years old. Mm-hmm. Because he's an older man, and he was let go because he's not a younger man that can build the company. That's discrimination, is it not? It is. We're going to deal with it no matter who we are, black, white, Hispanic, whatever. And we have to become strong within ourselves. We have to become strong individual characters that can rise above it in our own personal lives. You might have to deal with it more than other people, being an, a, a young African-American woman, whatever it is, but that's your lot. God gave you that, and he gave you it for a reason because you can handle it, and we all have to deal with it, and you're going to have to rise all above All right, you cannot, all right, for Christ's sake. Uh, for real. Enough rising above already. Uh, Jessica. You know what? It's hard to rise above this stuff though, sometimes because Everybody's always down on your self-esteem. They have mm. people have all these stereotypes and everything. And right, I know that. I mean, I have to admit that, um, like, some of the jokes are even funny. But you know, I mean, I take it real personal. What even though, racial? Even though How much racial humor do I do? What is this like, Amos and Andy? It's enough, it's enough for me to be annoyed. All right, but you are citing the fact that I said yesterday uh, when but someone no, called. You've done it before. Uh, you know, you've done it. Yeah, just listen, a little, I certainly but, have. But listen to what you're saying. Uh, hold on, wait, wait. let me say this. I have uh, made fun of every race. Uh, along with everybody, every uh, uh, overweight people, people with funny teeth, people who have uh, catheters. I've made fun of myself, uh, certainly <laughs> as much as anybody. It's a, it's just a good thing you have a show. choice. You don't have to listen or right. you can call right. and you can say, right. Adam, Look, you stink. But Adam, you have to recognize that when people, <laughs> when people have no support for their esteem and it's assaulted, you're one of the assaults. Even, right. even if it's meant to, to, right. to, to diffuse it. People make make their own symbols out of it, and it becomes reality. But anyway, Jessica, right. you have a specific question. Oh, yeah. Thank you for discussing that with us. Though, because uh, I'll tell you what, because we don't get enough people bringing those issues out I if I, they're bothered. We, we, this, is, this is a show for our callers, about our callers, about right. our listeners. And if they have a problem, they should bring it to us and talk you about know, it. So. I don't really have so much of a problem, but, yeah. you know, it, it does bug me sometimes. And I know that if, it's not me, if, if you're not bugging me, I know somebody else. Yeah, okay. We should, then let's talk about it. Let's bring it out here. We appreciate yeah, you bringing it out. I've been listening to your show for a while. I know that a lot of people don't listen to your show just because of that, even though it's, 
Joke. That is a ridiculous. No, I'm sure statement. that's true. No, that no, I bet that is true. Just oh, true. Adam, I, Adam, I bet that's true. Adam, of course it's oh, true. It's going to be true in, in any oh, situation. In any situation, No, it's not. I bet it's oh, true. Shit, Peru, stop kissing. Hey, ass. look. What, what, are you what if? What if? About? What if? What if? Do you think people? Please. Is, what if we were speaking a different language? Do you think people didn't speak the language would tune in? You know, it's just true. Yes, we have a lot of Latvians. There's people that don't listen to Karaoke because they're into like jazz. All right, Jessica, ask your. What's your question anyway? Okay, okay. Where you are, uh, no, no, uh, no, Uncle Drew. No, no. <laughs> yes, Uncle Drew Go over ahead, here, Jessica. everyone. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I wear that label with, a pri- with pride. Go ahead, Jessica. What's the deal? Okay, anyway, um, <laughs> totally off the subject. I have really, really bad menstrual cramps. Yeah. Really bad. And I mean, I can't walk. I yeah. can't eat. I can't sleep. Yeah. And I now sleep. that you can make fun All of, right. Adam. <laughs> and what's, and what's, what's your question? Days, and I heard that birth control pills help that, and I'm mm-hmm. wondering, like, if that does and any, and... It can? Uh, Have you seen a doctor or gynecologist about no, this? No, my, okay. my mom's like, oh, I'll take you, and she hasn't taken me. You need to go, because you need to find out if there's some specific medical problem causing these cramps. Dysmenorrhea means painful menstrual periods, and dysmenorrhea is a common syndrome. It just means it's like headaches. It's just mm-hmm. a nonspecific syndrome, but these the, the same dysmenorrhea. Now you say minstrel. Uh, you don't mean that in a derogatory uh, way, do you? Talking to a black woman, uh, Drew? Uh, Jessica, when I was she your age, your I had them really, please. really, really bad, and I went to a gynecologist. I got on a low uh, dose pill, dose pill. Yeah. and not only did it help my menstrual cramps, but it's now supposedly supposed to lower your risk of uh, endometriosis, certain right. types and, of and, cancers. And again, that's the, and that is the issue is you need to make sure you don't already have endometriosis, which is unlikely at your age, or ovarian cyst, which is certainly right. a possibility, and, or some other anatomic or structural problem. So get it checked out. And then if the pill is appropriate, yes, it can be helpful. In the meantime, things like Motrin, Aleve, those can be helpful. The over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatory agents. But you're a smart girl. You know that? All right. Oh, please. She, she is, she is bright. Girl. I agree with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, listen, she's, she's got a chip on her shoulder that's going to screw her whole life up. But, but believe that's, me. that's the irony. She will pay for that chip. Nobody else. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's, you got to get over it. Michael, 18. Um, yes, yeah, so I have a question for Kari. Yeah. Um, I've, I was just wondering what your opinion on masturbation was because, like, I've talked to other guys and some say it's okay and some think it's real gross. And I just wanted a woman, woman's opinion on it. You uh, masturbating now, Michael? No, I'm not. Okay, taking a break. Uh, masturbation is is fine. That's a ret- ridiculous question. Yeah, oh, he just wants to talk to me. That's fine. Let him talk to All me. Right. Masturbation is a, is a great thing. Uh, as long as it doesn't interfere with your, with your uh, sexual relationship with the person that you're you're involved with or in love with, it's a, it's a it's fine, beautiful, acceptable, normal, and all that stuff, right, Doctor Drew? Correct. Okay, Michael. I was just wondering because some so like when you talk to some people, they're just like use it as a joke to make like fun of you, like oh you masturbate, and then like. Other people. This well, look. Here's, here's an expert. We have an expert joker on that issue here. What, what, <laughs> are, you, what are you doing when you use that sort of uh, element? Uh, what are you talking? About? I mean, if you were, if you were joking with your buddies about it, what? Listen, was your, I'm what, done with you, Drew. <laughs> uh, Uncle like, Drew over here. I, I've never. This is preposterous. Uh, I, I, no, I, in fact, I worry about the. the oh, you the, worry the, look, you listen, about everything. I, that's true, but I worry about the religious stuff you say too. Uh, and the, the all they, you uh, freaking Hari Krishnas can kiss my ass, please, Mike, Mike. You're not doing it in public, right? 
No, I'm not. Then you're fine. You're fine, Mike. Thank you. I have, have a great right. time. Uh, bib up first. Don't worry. It's, yeah. If your friends are doing, uh, joking about it, it's out of their own discomfort about what they're right. doing. If, right. uh, if your clothes uh, slide out of the hamper, like when you take a popsicle out of uh, out of one of those uh, plastic trays, that's a bad sign. If you have to like <laughs> ram a broomstick into the hamper and then pull the whole thing up like a big uh, hamsticle, that is a bad <laughs> sign. All right. If you if you like to- <laughs> if, if you carry your laundry down to the coin op like a hobo. Bo carries uh, his laundry with a big jizzicle there. That is a bad sign. Uh, anything wait, wait, short wait. of that, everything is fine. The healthiest thing to know about sex is that whatever you do sexually, you cannot be ashamed of it. If you're ashamed of it, then there's something wrong. I will uh, coat the inside and of my Adam hamper. And Adam is very ashamed of his <laughs> yes. hamper. I, I, I'll tell you what I do to avoid this. It's, I, I swear to God, it's like uh, cooking uh, muffins in a pan without putting a little butter in it. You'll never get the things out. I will coat it with Pam. My hamper, an entire hamper. I will spray it down with Pam, <laughs> and then the whole thing slides out in one big clump. And then I use a uh, flat bar and an ice pick to uh, pry apart my, apart my gym socks. All right. Uh, all right, we'll be back. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. Just let me enjoy I mean, my wiener, please. Love line. I'll be right back. Everybody, it's Nicole Palizzi, but you may know me as Snooki from MTV's Jersey Shore. I totally feel like Snooki doesn't exist anymore, so I want you guys to get to know Nicole. Download my new podcast, Naturally Nicole, at podcastone.com. A lot has changed in my life with becoming a mother, getting married, losing weight, being fit. So be a part of my new, fantastic, fabulous world. Download Naturally Nicole every Tuesday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. All right, uh, it's uh, Dr. Drew and the Klansman here, uh, along with uh, Kari War. Um, uh, the uh, Anaconda opens uh, the seven, 17th, and uh, um, it's going to be huge. Billboards all over town. Um, this is going to put you on the map if Slider says it already. Yeah, that and Ascot, ladies and gentlemen. I'd like to mention this band, Ascot, that's really hot around L.A., and everybody should go see because right. it's my uh, favorite band Shut her mic off, Andrew, never mind. All right, her mic is now shut. Thank you. Here's some faxes. My name is Diane from San Francisco. I'm 24. I have no children. Ever since I stopped taking Depo-Provera, I have been lactating. I could breastfeed if I wanted. Why is this? How do I stop it? Hold on. Um, Engineer Mike. Do not put that on Cart loop. that oh, up, for please. For Immediately. Please. Don't forget. All right. All right. Go ahead. Uh, uh, I'm not familiar with Depo-Provera particularly causing that side effect. I suppose it's possible. But if a woman is lactating, it's important to get an endocrinologic evaluation to make sure thyroid is okay, the prolactin levels are okay, the pituitary function is normal. It, it may not necessarily have anything to do with the Depo-Provera. It certainly is the case that medication, however, is probably the most common cause of lactation. So. Okay. Kari, uh, you're a little confused as to why I told Engineer Mike to put that on a cart. Uh, I will explain uh, as soon as Engineer Mike uh, plays a out-of-context Drew Drop, uh, we like to call them. When I read faxes, they replay them at a later date, and uh, it's, it sounds like I'm talking about myself when I'm reading somebody else's words. Uh, play, play, uh, play Faggot Better Run, uh, Engineer Mike, or, or one of the other good ones. Faggot Better Run? 
<laughs> See, that's funny. That's very See, when it's out of context. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I've had oh, anal like sex. That. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's I like Please, that. enough. You're digging a grave now. Drew, you can be funny. You know, if I find <laughs> you stealing my underwear again, here's what's going to happen. This is not acceptable. <laughs> All right, uh, I always wondered when I was driving along in my car what the hell you were saying. <laughs> and, and engineer it. Mike, give me a little peyote button or, or the or the what was the the uh, had to get her drunk before we had sex. That, that's one of my favorites. All right, this is forthcoming. When I was 19, I ate about four boiled peyote buttons and stayed up all night with felt no effect. <laughs> Gee, it hurts when I urinate. I've got these lesions. <laughs> Doctor Drew, you're so cool. You're so hip. Do you hear how funny this is? That's the best. Now I, I have... love Love Line. Love Line rocks. This is my favorite show on earth. Now I have one of him saying he's lactating. <laughs> I love schlong. <laughs> All right. And Dr. Drew is now lactating, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the best. It is. Chocolate-covered right. potato chips Hold mean on. nothing now. <laughs> I want to talk to uh, Ruben over here, 22. <laughs> Ruben. How you doing, Adam? Hey. I mean, I, I, I really like what you guys are talking about, but um, I'm just talking about maybe it's like it's a whole problem with everything. Um, everybody's getting the wrong, you know, kind of point of view. Um, the girl didn't have too much of a, uh, you know, she wasn't really off, you know, she wasn't wrong. You're, You're talking not, about no. Jessica. Jessica, not at all. Yeah, yes. Jessica, uh, she's not really wrong. Um, you know, I make jokes about, you know, whitey stuff like that. You know, I'm Hispanic, but I still love you guys, man. I, I work with them. My best friends have always been white. Um well, I, it, I really don't take offense to any Hispanic jokes because I know they're around. Everything's around. You know, we just got to um, open up. I think everybody. Well, does. listen, I didn't want to be hard on. Uh, no, Je- hey, man, I love that about the clans, man. Hey, long live the clan. Huh? <laughs> Jessica was uh, 14. She uh, she uh, labeled me uh, or had a problem with some uh, remarks that she labeled as uh, racist. Well, I heard Tex-Mex earlier, man. That's okay. And, uh, yeah. Hey, I, I'm yeah. married to a Tex-Mex, so uh, I could say that, right? Um, Kind of. I'm Texas. You married a Mexican guy? (laughs) Tex Mex. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I just hope you guys. Um, I hope everyone opens up out there, and um, things will get better in the future. Adam did make an interesting observation, though, that the person that's going to suffer most for what Jessica was talking about is Jessica. Yes. The more defensive you are, the more difficult it is to get on with people in life. That's right. I mean, the problems are there. And let me let me explain. There are many, many reasons that people are discriminated against in this society, unfortunately. Uh, As I've said many a time, fat people discriminated against uh, horribly. I mean, uh, I I use this as an example. Pipe down for a second, Drew. Uh, If you're a big corporation and you're hiring a receptionist, I would wager... That a major corporation, when they're hiring a receptionist, would hire a Hispanic woman, a black woman, a Puerto Rican woman, whatever it is, before they hired a fat woman to sit at the front of the desk. But a fat there. woman could receive more people. <laughs> okay. Oh, that was a joke. This see? is just the type of stereotype that, uh, that I'm talking about it, here. See how funny jokes can be? No, uh, l- let me. Deborah Provera, I've been lactating. Uh, thank you, Drew. Please, enough with the lactation. Hey, here's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, poor people are discriminated against Absolutely. in our society. And there's no doubt that black people are uh, to a degree, and Hispanics are to a degree, and Asians are to a degree, and ugly people hey, and, are to a degree. And, and, you know, and one thing we do not say, and I, and I really want to make this point, I've had a, uh, wanted to make this point for a long time, white women are discriminated against. Rather, it's a powerless or, a group for the most part. 
Everybody. They come is. behind everybody. Oh, all right. Women Be- in general. Be- right, because they, particularly white women, because they are assumed that they have power, but they really don't. E- even whitey, meaning white male, a- executive type guy. Everybody's discriminated against to a certain extent. Really. Uh, it's just a matter being of what, too young, what being you too old. do with yourself individually says right. more about you than any stereotype can ever say. Absolutely. Period. And even if you're the ugliest person in the world, you can be a success. You may have to fight a little harder. Uh, the doors may not swing open as easily mm-hmm. if you're a very attractive person. Nor, and the same if you're black they, and the same if you're Hispanic. If they, if you choose a certain, uh, a certain profession. I mean, everything is is what it is for the individual, but you can All overcome right. it if you really, really try. All right. Let's not get too es- esoteric here, but it, it it is a it is a problem, but there are many other problems in our society as well. And there's nothing you can do other than just work hard and move on. And if you want to waller in it, uh, it's going to hold you down and no one else. Charles, twenty one. Yeah. Hi guys. How you doing? Good. Hi, Charles. Um, my problem is kind of the opposite. That I guess a lot of people uh, have a problem. Uh, let me explain something. When I was eight years old, I went through puberty. So you had, you had premature pre- puberty, right? Um, I'm Pre- precocious puberty. I, I was always taller, taller. Uh, usually, people that usually often people that have precocious puberty end up short, shorter though. Ultimately, um, well, I don't. I mean, you know, the doc, that's doctor talked to me. Uh, Did the kids make fun of you? No, no. This is the deal. They um, didn't I, I date a lot, but to be sexually active. The size of uh, my penis, I guess I can say that on the radio, um, kind of intimidates them, where they don't want to follow up on the act. Really? Yeah. Now, most guys brag about it, and I don't see why. I mean, I hate it. I'll be honest with you. I absolutely hate it. I've been to the doctor to see if there was any kind of medication that maybe could reverse. You have a huge penis? Yeah. Yeah. Car wants to know if you're black. Huh? <laughs> okay. <laughs> she asked. Uh, uh, listen, <laughs> Charles. Yeah. yeah what, what, what's some sort of medicine? Twenty-one. Uh, uh, medicine to reverse the to shrink his penis. I'm sure scientists are up uh, late night uh, working on this wonder drug. Well, but, no, I didn't mean actually a wonder drug. I'm just talking about. I mean, what can I do to to not? All right. What size are you? Well. Approximately around thirteen inches. Oh, please! No, that's I. I'm I'm not bragging. Right. I don't want to brag. I right. want I understand, Charles. I'd like you to uh, place your penis on a stack of Bibles right now and tell me that it's thirteen inches. Um, you know what? I don't think God creates anything that another one of His creations couldn't really handle. Listen, uh, what about so. mongoloid kids? Uh, uh, please, on. with this God creates and the, and the penis For analogy. Real. If you have a penis that's 13 inches, there is a woman out there can, that can accept it. There's I, a, I don't, a, I don't know, whatever. a woman with a vagina like a, a pickle barrel who can accommodate you. <laughs> All right, so wait, so Charles, what? so, so you have this, this physical <laughs> attribute. What can we do to help? What are you asking from us? Um, I, you know, just an opinion. How should I go about? trying to be active with a woman. I mean, I just read something. I just read something recently and I won't tell you where, but Drew, tell me if if this is, if this sounds absurd. Uh, uh, A woman's, a woman's vagina 
is like a muscle, okay? You need to exercise it, it to, for it to stay in shape. You cannot, uh, uh, it cannot get stretched out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, 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 it's like a muscle. Correct. A woman's uh, uterus can be hit or touched or, or mm-hmm. you know, you know, by a penis. It can, it can, whatever. And it can cause pain. Yes. But most of the pain that comes from intercourse from a woman is psychological. I've read that. Yes. Most of it. Most of it. So if, if a woman is having pain during intercourse, if you're gentle and if you're uh, receptive to that, most of her pain is psychological. I don't think uh, the size of your penis has much to do with whether or not uh, you can have sex with a woman. I, I, I don't think that you're abnormal or, you know, you belong in like Ripley's Believe It or Not. I, I think that mostly you can have a, a, an active, healthy sex life with a woman as long as you have an open relationship with her and you discuss the situation. All right, Charles. Yeah. Any- so he, she's saying just keep a keep a positive attitude and you will find someone who was comfortable with this. And use a, a vat. Of and a wool. lot of women will be turned on by it, actually. So uh, there uh, you go. I hate to say it, but uh, <laughs> Courage probably right. Uh, if my no, penis was 13 inches, I wouldn't wear pants. Magic uh, wand makes my penis grow. Is this what happens when you hit uh, puberty oh, early, Drew? Man. No, not necessarily. All right. This so, is just him. This is just some genetic. Not necessarily uh, connected to that. No. Uh, Angelo. That was fun. Hello? 16. Hey, what's up, Adam? Hey. Um, I have a pretty real question. My kind of bisexual girlfriend, she's been talking about having a threesome with her ex-girlfriend. Your kind of bisexual girlfriend? Um, yeah. What does that mean? Well, she used to go out with girls, but now she, like, kind of stopped it for a while. For, for a 16-year-old, Adam and I prefer not to look upon that even as bisexuality, but as confusion. No, uh, uh, who's the group? Glad. Glad. Uh, fire up those letters. Uh, send them in care of Dr. Drew. He's uh, eliminating bisexuality from the uh, teenage vocabulary and replacing it with ambivalence. So uh, make sure and write those letters. We will uh, be sure to uh, wipe ourselves with them. Drew but got she- some letters. <laughs> But she, but she is confused, and she's having difficulty sustaining a monogamous relationship. And she, rather than just straying and cheating on you, she's trying to sort of go halfway and uh, try to bring somebody else into this relationship. This is a relationship yeah. that is not going to work out, Angelo. And you're, how old is she? She's 16. Yeah, you guys are kind of young to get engaged in all this stuff. It's going to be kind of uh, no. Well, weird so that, that's my I mean, that's if, his point. Right? Drew, Have I don't a few think kicks. I agree with you on this one. Uh, go, go ahead. Kari. I think people can be bisexual, homosexual, yes, hetero, they can, but not at, heterosexual not at, 16. at 16. I do think so. If you can go through puberty at, at 13, you can be bisexual or heterosexual or homosexual at 16. You can be homosexual at 16. That's sure. for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you can be clear about your sexual orientation at 16, but when you're still kind of going back and forth and having chaotic relationships, that, that defines confused. Well, I mean, if you're going to have sex with a woman... And you're a woman, and you're 16. That tends to lead towards homosexuality, mm-hmm. right? Well, so I if you're saying you're bi, I think you're in it. You're you're well. That's probably what Doctor Drew's talking about: homosexuality no, or bisexuality. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about homosexuality. I'm talking about somebody who he calls he calls sort of bisexual, who had a homosexual relationship with a woman, 
tries a heterosexual relationship but can't hack it, so it wants to bring a homosexual relationship back into the thing, that's confused. All right, let's uh, examine that. I don't think she's so much as confused as maybe she is homosexual. That's, and that's, I think that's what that is confused. And it's a hard that, thing to say, ladies, oh, I'm homosexual that when you're 16. Is what confused right, is. If you're I'm homosexual. Because I can't, I can't accept my sexual orientation, right. so I'm trying these other things. When she's I'm 18, confused. she's probably going to say, I'm a lesbian. Yeah. So I think. All right, in the meantime, she's right. confused. In the meantime, she's, you're right. Okay. All right. Maybe she's uh, just trying to convince herself that by having a heterosexual relationship, oh, maybe she's heterosexual. Sexual, but I don't believe that because it's a lot right. easier to be Listen, heterosexual. Hey, hold in this on, society. you two chatty Cathy's. Well, That's confused true. <laughs> when you're a lesbian and you're in a heterosexual relationship. That is the definition of confusion, Angela. Right, yep. what is up with her? Anything else? Is she all right? Um, I think she was abused when she was a child. right, all right, and, and that, there and you that, go. That's yeah. exactly what I was asking, and that, and that typically creates ambivalence and confusion about one's intimacies and sexual orientation around your age, and that that's the typical history of somebody who's been through that. All right. Uh, when we uh, come back, uh, we'll talk about uh, racism, um, uh, giant snakes, and uh, <laughs> aliens impregnating. Uh, Faggot better run. All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. Buying a car can be a stressful experience, but True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps car buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Last month, over 45,000 cars were sold by the True Car Certified Dealer Network. And TrueCar.com users save an average of $3,046 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these three steps. Go to TrueCar.com, find out what other people paid for the car you're looking for, then register at TrueCar.com to see the upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. And the third step is simple. Just print out your True Car Savings Certificate and take it to the True Car Certified Dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Every day, TrueCar.com users receive negotiation-free, guaranteed savings. Save time, save money, and never overpay. Visit TrueCar.com today. That's TrueCar.com. All right, Kari. Yeah, no, you're right. I knew this would be a fun show. Uh, uh, Chalk full of surprises. Uh, Let me tell you something uh, uh, about Kari War. (laughs) And and let let this be a lesson to all potential Loveline guests. Uh, First off, Kari comes in here. She's got got, uh, six layers of makeup on. And that's not bad. That's good. She puts herself together. Uh, people come in here wearing pajamas because it's the effing radio, and they could, they could care less what they look like. Kari puts it together. She's got a nice uh, like halter top uh, on. She's wearing some tight slacks. She put a little makeup on. She did herself up. It looks beautiful. And not that she, she'd look beautiful if she was, uh, someone turned a hose on her and let, let her sleep outside wet. She would still 
look beautiful the next day. But the point is that she looks that much more beautiful because she uh, took the time to put a little eyeliner on. Not, not only that. Guilt. But she must have dropped at least 80 bucks uh, worth of uh, tchotchkes in here. She's got chocolate-covered potato chips, which are, uh, it's like, uh, it's like, hey, we took bacon fat, uh, we, we, we breaded it, and deep-fried it. Hollywood and Vine, man. The Choco Chip Kid. She is, Really, what'd you spend? Like 40, there used to be like $45. the Derby, right, on Hollywood and Vine. Now it's chocolate Covered potato chip factory. She brings in two bottles of wine awesome. and uh, and uh, eighty bucks worth of chocolate covered chips, as well as these uh, rum balls. And uh, this is what I like: somebody shows up here, they're made up, and they know what to do, and they bring uh, goodies like uh, like uh, the wise men uh, coming to Jesus. <laughs> That's how I would liken it to. Uh, Drew, you'll be the uh, donkey in the manger. I'll be the young Jesus. Next, you're going to be Napoleon. And for all you listeners out there that have never laid eyes laid eyes on Adam and Dr. Drew, excuse me, that was a chocolate covered potato chip in my mouth. These guys are very handsome. Yes, and sexy, and and smart, and just fine. Thank you. Right, Kristen. Uh huh. Yeah, and if you were unattached, you'd be all over it, right? Definitely. That's right. right. Absolutely. All right. Probably have you tonight, right? <laughs> Down the parking lot. <laughs> have another chip. <laughs> Bill, thirty, you're on Love Line. How you doing? Hey, good. That's cool. Um, I got one. I got a couple comments and a question. Is uh, Rich more power to you? Women love you that way. And also, um, when you are talking about discrimination. Yes. Um. I'm a white male, and I'm 30 years old, and I'm HIV positive. Ah, there's something we neglected. And there is a lot of discrimination out there. Of course. Towards um, me and people like me. I'm not a homosexual. I'm totally straight, and I have uh, um, my son's mother. Hey, well, let, let me just say this for a second, Bill. Uh, hom- uh, but that brings me on to something. Okay. Uh, b- homosexual, lesbian, huge discrimination. Uh, hell, bald guys get a certain amount of discrimination. Uh, chicks don't I like bald guys. I, I, just, I just slept with the wrong woman at the wrong time, I suppose. Bill, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Yes. What kind of treatment are you on right now? And wh- I'm on very good treatment. Right now, it's, um, it's called a, um, what they do now is your T-cells, they do a viral load. Oh, right. And right now, in my system, the viral load is undetectable. So, how long have you known you were huh. HIV positive? 1990. All right, so, so did you ever have any sort of, uh, a, a, have any resolution that you were going to die? Yes, I did. So my, my son's mother has already died. Okay. So so you've sort of had this resolution in your life that you were going to die, and you've probably gone about uh, figuring figuring out your your affairs in that in that matter. Am I right Actually, about that? I never once coped with it, and sat there, and I've never admitted to myself that I will die because I believe I'll beat the virus. Because there, there's a new dis, there's a new discrimination right now. I just wanted to mention really quickly about people that are HIV positive, that have AIDS, that have known they were going to die, and all of a sudden there's this new treatment, and they're not going to die, and they can't get a job, and they can't support their families. But I or, don't think that deals with discrimination. Why not? Because you don't think what, what people do to me is like when people look at me and I tell them that I'm HIV positive. See, I've been full blown AIDS. 
and I'm back on the other side to HIV positive, and people will turn around to me and say, oh, my God, you have AIDS. Have they said, oh, oh, you want a job? You're hired. And me, myself, I'm on the right treatment, and I am going to beat this disease, whether... What are you taking right now? And then another thing that they like being called the love line is that when my son's mother died, I never thought I'd have a girlfriend in my life. I got this beautiful negative woman in my life. That negative? HIV negative. Oh, okay. Her name's Jenny. Bill, Bill. I got to get hip to the lingo. Bill, what, what, uh, so you, you believe you contracted HIV through having sex with your, uh. I believe so. Do you ever with, shoot? With my son's mother. Do you ever shoot drugs? I did in 85. Okay. Well, hold on, Just Drew, you're, uh, uh, Drew, how did you know that? Well, what I'm saying where did that Drew come gets from? Dollar. Give Drew, Drew a dollar. dollar. Doctors and stuff like that, we have. Here, here. Uh, one, one of the reasons I, I know you're still in your disease of addiction is pe- addicts have a, a real difficult time coping with HIV. In no. fact, in fact, the pain of recognizing the, that they have a potentially fatal illness is so profound that it keeps them using drugs. It's too no, painful. I, I, I don't use drugs. You don't drink. Huh? I drink beer. Okay. And I smoke cigarettes. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And, and you've been drinking a fair amount tonight. And, Excuse me. And the fact is that it's, so long as you're still using mind-altering substances, rewarding substances, I, I it it drugs. helps you cope with the overwhelming pain associated with recognizing that you have a potentially fatal illness. But me, me, and my doctors, and my doctors alone have declared that my Bill? wife had had given it to me through sexual contact. Bill, nobody can tell you exactly how you got it, but you did slam drugs, and you have a potentially fatal illness, and it's a very painful thing to accept. You're dealing with it well now. That's great. You're probably on triple therapy, which is an awesome new advance in the treatment of the three antiviral drugs, the treatment of HIV. But the fact is, unless you get off drugs and alcohol, your life's going to continue to go downhill. All right. You, you know he got it from shooting up. In all likelihood. Yeah. You suspect it. But it's more more than that. I know when he was saying I, I'm 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 not can die of HIV. I know it. I also I, I hear that from addicts all the time because they they cannot accept the fact they have potentially fatal disease, and it keeps them using drugs because that's the way they defend against the feelings attached with recognizing what they've done to themselves. Uh, Drew, yeah. How is is it? Would they lead us to believe that there's more spread of HIV uh, through the heterosexual community? Then is uh, actually being spread uh, via that method. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> all right. Let's pretend we're off the air. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, go I, ahead. It's it's that there is a lot of um, hysteria about what spread there is, but they don't misrepresent it. It's not. It's not. It's not inaccurately reported. It's just over. It's stated very emphatically. You know, you know for, what, for it instance, doesn't, to, it to, doesn't really matter how you get the disease. Or, or, or why you contract the disease at all. What matters is that you have to deal with having the disease. And, 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 and recognize what deal, the risks are. Right. With having the disease, it really doesn't matter how well, he no, contracted it. Well, no, he's dealing it. with it because he's getting treatment and that sort of stuff, but, but he's not accepting. No, I mean dealing yeah, with it. Yeah, and he's got to deal with his, his disease. That actually, maybe more life-threatening to him right now is, is addiction. And I started mentioning the... Uh, the uh, discrimination about the disease. He wasn't even at that point yet at right, all. Right. So I feel like an idiot. But No, that's fine. But that comes later. <laughs> Doug, 25. Yeah, hi, guys. Hey. 
Um, my question is, I've had a girlfriend for a very long time, about three years now, and it's been so, um, we've been, we've had sex off and on, and it's been going down, seems to be the span of time between, um, having sex, it seems to be going down, right now it's like once a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, three years. Uh, what was it at its peak? Um, it's been so long, it's hard, it's hard to even remember. Oh, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe once a week at least. All right, so it was never, uh, too frequent. Never, yeah. But I know it it probably has something to do with, um, some of her past. Uh Uh-huh. Um, that she's had, her father committed suicide. She's been in really bad, um, relationships, emotional abuse. So why why don't you get her some treatment? Well, you are not going to be able to change her. Well, well, I'm not asking to change. I'm just trying to find out what else I can do to help her. You, can, you, know, you can't. You, you can't can be what? supportive and love her, and if okay, she's really well, going to yeah, change, doing right now. you can get her some help for herself so she can maybe actually change her emotional world. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, like you guys talked about the other day, you know, no therapy costs money. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, well, there are other groups out there that, uh, I mean, nothing is quite as uh, effective as one-on-one therapy, but uh, there, uh, there are groups in There's things. something called EA we never talk about, Emotions Anonymous, believe it or oh, not. Oh, I, it's I a, know it's that. Pretty, There's pretty one in Santa Monica. It's a pretty effective group. Yeah. Some of them. Some of them are well done. E-A. Yeah. Yeah. Emotion, yeah. Emotion, 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 yeah. yeah. I know that. And it's 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 a process. Group. Well, you don't know that. Yes, I do. Is it twelve steps? It's it's twelve steps. I think it's twelve steps. It should only get eight steps. That's not a real group. <laughs> no, there it, it, it is there. It's like for people that have anxiety. It's, it's, well, it's or a way. It's a way of making good true. connections, yeah. genuine connections with other people uh, around a structured process. That we call twelve step. And it, it's and it can be healing it's for, for people, people that have trauma, especially gotten to the place of addiction to substances yet, but are emotionally. Mm. Well, it can be for lots. No, of let things. her go. She's gonna dig a grave. Go ahead. No, for real. There are people out there that are addic- addicted. To behaviorism, mm-hmm. emotional acting out. Right, that's true. Tantrums, attention. Right. Stuff like that. Well, Drew, your kids should uh, go to the CA. Yes. Do they have uh, some mobile counselors or something? I know they're a little young to haul themselves out to Santa Monica. Could uh, one of the representatives from EA uh, swing by the house immediately, once a week? Immediately. Yeah. All right. Uh, Kari? Uh, maybe there, there's AA also. Yeah, but. Ass Anonymous. <laughs> Listen, uh, listen, uh, Kari. First, uh, very quickly, you have uh, half a uh, sack of Toll House morsels that are stuck to your uh, right wrist you may want to take a look at. And uh, number two, before we go into last commercial, you haven't been drinking enough, Kari. That's wrong. But uh, say animatronic real fast. Animatronic, animatronic, animatronic. Oh, you bitch. I began to float up and away from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Loveline float. returns, they're going to be... Float. 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 <laughs> Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about? It. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are. I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh, yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The 
You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. Blindsgalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. It's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. They really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com. All right. All right, uh, Kari Wurr, uh, what is the uh, best show on radio today? Oh, Loveline yeah. on K-Rock. Thank you the very best. much. Um, also, uh, Collective Soul in tomorrow night, so that should be a fun show as well. Uh, Kari Wurr, thank you uh, very much. Thanks, you guys. You guys are the best. The no, best. you are the best. No, you're the best. I, you are an official friend of the show. Uh, stop by uh, anytime. Uh, call first. But then stop <laughs> by if it's okay. And uh, bring all these. Bring uh, snacks. Bring, bring Kristen. Yes, uh, bring Kristen Van as well. Yeah. My friends, uh, Drew, Adam Carolla, the best. Thank you. The best. All right. Uh, Anaconda, the They're not 17th. Racists. They're not racists at all. <laughs> Thank you. And don't say it too many times. It makes you feel yeah, sound yeah. guilty. All right. Uh, Anaconda, the 17th. Huge blockbuster. Uh, John Voight. Um, um, uh, April. Don't forget April. Yeah, April 17th. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and then yeah. Sliders, Friday night. Friday. At 8 o'clock on Fox. Right. Watch the show. Yes. Please watch the show. All right, uh, Collective Soul tomorrow night. Until next time, this is Adam Kroll for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. Why couldn't you just use my penis? Kiss my ass, Adam. Ow! This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX. On Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.